Mayday, Mayday, Mayday. This is Moon Base 13. We need your help. Mayday! You speak to I, Kinga Forrester, commander of the Moon 13 Research Station. I am reopening my family's most legendary experiment, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Movie in the hole! You are not my real father, mister! Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 115. 115. And my name is Scott. My name's Jared. My name is Michael. My name is Craig. Craig is back. What I guess up? I am. Yeah. Boom, boom. Okay, on today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching, uh, as well as the week in a couple... There's a couple of trailers that we might want to get to. Mm. That's mm. probably what I've been watching. Right away. Uh... I don't know thing, what you're talking about. Little thing called The Last Jedi. <laughs> uh, and Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, that's also cool. Boom. Which oh, might, yeah. be, well, might be I, even... I'm more excited for that yeah. than Star that's Wars, a better. Actually. That's a better trailer, yep. for sure. Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, our featured review this week, though, is The Fate of the Furious, directed by our boy F. Gary Gray, who last appeared on the show with, I believe it was straight out of Compton, which... Uh, was well received. It was actually awesome. Straight out of Compton, that is. He's pretty good at what he does, but he's taken over from, uh, from I guess Justin Lin and then James Wan. So yeah, it's number eight in a series. Yeah. So well, how do you keep this fresh, right? What do you do? Good question. Maybe you develop some sort of off-screen beef between some of the actors involved that has like a meta connection to the plot. No. Uh, you talking about the stinger that was removed? Fuck, hey. <laughs> There's drama within the drama, everyone. You'll have to tell me that story in yes. our review of The Fate of the Furious. Uh, you can subscribe to all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or the podcast software of your choice. But what you really ought to do is check out our Patreon page. Please. What is it? Well, you can go and become a hydrogen, mm-hmm. helium, mm-hmm. or lithium, lithium, lithium level supporter. Yes, you of go the to show. patreon.com slash vertical viewing. That's what you're doing. You can donate one dollar, two dollar, three dollars a month or more. You could create your own periodic table level. Well, that's what we're trying to do. We're build that out. Uh, so you can join our lithium level, just like Martin and Chris did, who are our favorite patrons, uh, they have access to all of our uh, Vertical Viewing Vault Our bonus content. There's a ton of shit going up. There's a ton of stuff already on there. You can check out our very first episode ever. It's pretty cool. Uh, We talk about... I think Nightcrawler. We talk about Nightcrawler. We talk about Bitcoin as well. Yeah, we write our... We we talk about some really fun stuff. There's a new episode on there, which is uh, on Prisoners. So... Prisoners. If you like Denny Villeneuve, if you like Jake Gyllenhaal, which... We we do at this podcast. Kinda. What about Hugh Jackman? Kind of big man crushes. Yeah. This is just an awesome film all around. <laughs> Prisoners is a powerhouse. What about Paul Dano? Uh he gets his face smashed. Oh <laughs> yeah, he they mess him around. It's harsh. Pretty bad. Uh they hammer that plot home a couple of times in yeah. the movie. Yeah, it's pretty visceral. Literally with a hammer in the bathroom. Ooh. Yeah, prisoners. Go to patreon.com slash vertical viewing become a patron if you want to check out our review of prisoners and you can also this also helps us to make future episodes well yes it helps us offset the cost of seeing movies putting on the show 
slicing off a piece of that internet pie. Internet pie that's ear shaped. The little earbud pie. Little earbud pie. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> you can also go to verticalviewing.com if you just want a one-time donation. There's a little yellow donate button, and that'll hook you up to the PayPal website. Donate now if you dare. Dare what? you? <laughs> what? Like, please donate if you like what you hear. <laughs> you can send your thoughts and recommendations to our email address, verticalviewing at gmail.com, just like... Our boy Brendan did. Yes, we got a very interesting email from one Brendan. And guess what, Brendan? We're going to read it. We are. So, hi, Scott. Guys, I had a dream last night that Adam Sandler gave a groundbreaking performance as a transgender Russian woman named Misha in a short film by the same name. The entire film was just him talking to someone at an outdoor cafe, but his performance was so convincing, so nuanced, that it drew unanimous acclaim. However, there were people who doubted that Sandler could act so flawlessly. Some accused the film of using advanced computer graphic overlays on the actor's face. Others insisted that Misha's voice had been supplied by a Russian actress. But the director submitted the original film for analysis, and the answer came back. It was all Adam. (laughs) Everyone was talking about Misha. Nobody could praise it enough. Sandler had redefined what it meant to act... Some actors even went so far as to say that he had transcended acting itself, that he was Misha, that he had become her, like some kind of chameleon. Vladimir Putin himself stated that Misha had convinced him to revise his oppressive views on lesbians, but But not not gays. gays. This was particularly odd, because at no point does Misha reveal her sexual orientation during the film, so it was apparently Putin's own interpretation that led him to this decision. (laughs) So my question is, can you think of any actors whose careers are effectively over, that could make a surprise comeback in a dramatic role like Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> in JCVD? <laughs> yeah, JCVD is how he wrote Jean-Claude Van Damme. Well, that, that is a film, uh, that is a comeback film for Which is Brendan. amazing, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's a damn good one. So, Brendan, amazing email yes. from Brendan right Thank there. Thank you, Brendan, very uh, much for your... For I, your would nice reading, I would watch that film. Yeah, read, well, well read. Are you yeah. not familiar with JCVD? That's the one where Jean-Claude Van Damme plays himself, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Yeah. So uh, this is a great question. I love, I love, I love an email like this. Key, uh, listeners, if, if, if you want to write something like that, be my guest. Write whatever you'd like, but because we, we'll, we love stuff like we'll that. We'll read whatever it is. Yeah, that's uh, fun, fun stuff. So what, are, what do you guys think? Are, are there actors who are, what is it, washed up and well, in need of a comeback? I'd is just is like that to, the question? I'd just like to comment that Maybe Sandler could do this. <laughs> like, you never know. But he didn't. He try to with um, the ridiculous six or whatever. Uh, no. Is he, is he wearing? <laughs> he didn't. Is he wearing like a scramble suit or something in this performance? He's done. He's done dramatic roles before. He's, he's really been good. Pretty good in Punch Drunk Love. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I want to know what Quality inspired films this. Are not what I associate with the name Adam Sandler at all. So who could? Like whose back. careers are effectively over is is the question, right? Uh, Rob Schneider, uh, Bill and, and, Cosby, and, and I, was, I was thinking that, Ooh. but but who would whose whose career as a comedic actor is effectively over? And Dane then makes Cook? makes a dramatic comeback. I have Dane Cook written on my board. <laughs> nice. Uh, my top pick here is Mike Myers. I think that's the only answer. I think that's the most. Isn't obvious. he just retired though? He just he no he was in uh, Inglorious Bastards. Well, that's just a bit part that he probably did for his 
people like Quentin Tarantino or something. I feel like the Love Guru just completely sunk his whole career. Oh, yeah, that was bad news. It was uh, really bad. It's it's one of the worst comedies I perhaps ever that made. Film existed exactly. It, the, the Toronto Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup in that film, which says something about how good the film could possibly hey, they're be. In the, they're in the playoffs right now. They certainly as are. We speak. They certainly so, are. Uh, keep that. But in it's mind. funny though how bad a film it is that has that as the plot line. <laughs> yeah, it's about. Yeah, we don't uh, need to get into. Yeah, it. Mike Myers is a good choice. I think uh, Lindsay Lohan. No. Could, Sure, her career is completely. She over. can't She's come back. A bad actress. Yeah. So okay, but that's the that's there. that's the long shot. Adam Sandler has a couple of he's you know bright spots. He's he's not a good actor though. Not necessarily. Well, maybe yeah, he's done some good stuff though. I guess Lindsay. Lo- depending on who you ask, Lindsay Lohan has as well. But I. What about uh, Brendan Fraser? And we all like. There's been a lot of stuff about him lately. Wasn't he? In Gods and Monsters or whatever, like that was a pretty yeah, dramatic like twenty role. years ago. That's true. That was... His career's over. Megan Fox. Mm, she uh, still she has was a... just in the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, she she's yeah, not she's, washed up she's yet. She's still doing stuff. Uh, People still seek her out. Polly Shore. Oh, that's a good one. Who is also do has a little part in Sandy Wexler, Adam Sandler's new Carrot Top. Good Netflix. lord. <laughs> Carrot Top. Oh Does my he God. still have that show in Vegas? Yes, I believe so. So he's not washed up. <laughs> he's still, he's still he's probably gotta, making more money than he's transitioned yeah. Yeah. into like uh, another. Hmm. Guys, I think Mike, I think Mike Myers is a good. I one. think I think Mike Myers is your your pick. Like for this, he's the, at least name this list the honorable. You know the, the Mike Myers honorary uh, shit can career list. I can't think of anyone else. But Dave Chappelle, his, yeah. his new special wasn't specials weren't so <laughs> Under, great. His career isn't over though, right? It's trying to make a comeback as we speak. Yeah, well, um, good luck to him. Exactly, guys. Let's get on with the show here. Yes, let's. Uh, what What do we can can we dig into something right away? Is there any common ground? I think there's some trailers that I think we should just immediately let's get that out of the way. Yeah. Let's Let's do it. So Thor. Oh, let's do that. Okay. Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok, because it came out, let's do them in chronological order sure here. I love this fucking thing. <laughs> it looks thing. so amazing. Um, How many colors are in this thing? All of them. Yeah. Like, I, I knew I was sold when the when they're in the arena, and then the door opens, and then the Hulk br- busts out, and then Thor just goes, yeah, it's, my, it's a friend from work. <laughs> we know each other. He's a friend from work. It was so good. Uh, the way that that humor was in the comic book. I, just, I can't yeah. believe that this is the guy who did what we do in the shadows. Like, that's where we are. Like, and, how, how is, for, hunt for the wilder people. So I, I was a little concerned about Taika because I really like what he does, but I wasn't sure how he could handle the blockbuster aspects of it. But this trailer has put that, all of those fears to rest. But how winky is this movie going to be? Because the Thor movies, they took themselves like pretty seriously... In a lot of ways. Well, yeah, but they had Kat Dennings in there just making... Yeah, she, they were like, goofy, She pronounced yeah. Mjolnir as Meow Meow. Sure, there's some goofy stuff. Like, You're he, right, ro- but... he rode the subway to get back to the big the boss fight at the end of two. Yeah, <laughs> smashing yeah. the teacup, right? Like, like, like yeah, this, okay. this is good. Bring me another. I feel like they snorted a bunch of <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy dust up their butthole and yeah, just this... shot it into this movie. Yeah, that's what it looks like. The right, same like, colors and universe. Because Guardians was such a surprise hit for Marvel. They did. I don't think they thought it was going to be as big as it was. And then 
they realize like, hey, we can immediately sort of like throw that flavor in. Well, and I'm sure that's not an accident because the likelihood of Guardians, because we know they're going to be in Infinity War, but who who are they going to meet up with first of the Avengers? How is it going to tie together? Thor and Hulk traveling through space makes a little more sense. Yeah, that seems a logical so conclusion t- there. Yeah, tying those two universes together in this way is a good move. I just feel like if you flash back to like 2012 when the first Avengers film's coming out and you show everybody like this is where we're going to be in five years. Like no, I, no one could have predicted we're going to get this like 80s retro thing. Like Thor has face paint on. For Christ's sake, the so neon excited. '80s face paint, like it's yeah. straight up out of gem Jeff, and the holograms. Jeff paint. Goldblum looks oh pretty whack. It's so good. All <laughs> of it is so whack. If you haven't seen the trailer, do do yourself a favor and watch it. Even if you're not really a huge fan of these movies, it's just a great trailer. Right, like colorful. '80s color palette threw up all over the whole thing. And it's it, it's, it's, it's Zeppelin, wonderful. Kind of like they uh, they took what? a lot of hints from like um, He Man and the Masters of the Universe. Ooh. I mean, he's got a new haircut. His fucking uh, wing helmet is like it flips the ears flip it's got up. a flip mechanism in it now it's so like fucking that activates dope. it in some way oh, it's awesome and yeah. uh so i'd say this for the the trailer we're going to discuss next it doesn't actually seem to give much away but it shows a bunch of things which, yes. which i like yeah but also thor doesn't give a lot away either like we know that the hulk's in it we know yeah, i gonna felt be- like it did give a lot away i don't okay. think so I, you don't know what context we're fighting it, Thor in. It, it definitely gives a lot more away than the next trailer that we talk about. I mean, I, I, I thought that Kate Blanchett was super hot. I, Red doesn't agree. You guys agree. were both like drooling over her. She just and looks so dark and fucking literally. Bitchy. She is an immortal. Like she doesn't really age. So good on you, Kate. Yeah, she looks like kind of like nosy again. <laughs> like I want to I do the Crystal Method reference. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Last <laughs> Jedi, everybody. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. This took, just came out. It took fucking forever for this trailer to drop. Disney, I think you done screwed this one up. No. I think they could have, they should have put this one up way earlier than April. What? No, it's fine. Like, it's, are you kidding me? I you, don't think it matters because. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Just the one shot with the hand. So we open. Oh, oh my God. We open the same way. Drooling. I think that the trailer for the episode nine is obviously going to be the exact same thing. We it, It's like a fake out, right? Because the, the, the teaser for Force Awakens opens on that strings come in like. And then it's the. The desert. The Jakku landscape. And then. Bang, all of a sudden there's a huge, you know, beat. And then. Here comes Finn. Finn pops up, and this is the exact same thing. Oh, we're in space. Oh, what? Fake out. Hand comes down. It's nice. And it's just straight-up teaser imagery the entire thing. I like it because it didn't give away anything. I, I but this was, is just the teaser. They call it the teaser, so you know there's going to be an official like trailer, trailer one, trailer two, trailer three. So, and I don't think I want to watch any of them. I'm yeah, just going to watch this over yeah, and over I'm, and over. I'm a bad geek. I haven't watched it yet, but I don't think I need to. Oh, you don't need to. I'm no. going to see that it's, movie it's regardless. Be, mm-hmm. The thing that stands out for me here uh, is what Mark Hamill is saying over the trailer. Like the images are great. But when he talks about light and dark and being there's being so much more than that. Mm-hmm. So, um, what's the over under on how um, the amount of visuals in this trailer and uh, dialogue that's even going to be in the movie? Like how how much of this is just not even going to be in it? 
most. Mm. <laughs> I'm thinking like all of this is yeah. not in it. Yeah. They do That's this safe. every they do this every time to us. We're going to hear about like some fucking reshoots in uh, maybe like July and everyone is going to shit the bed. I'm going to redo the whole movie. Uh, you're like, oh no, trouble in Star Wars land. Yeah, so I, this trailer did very little for me. I mean, that's what a teaser is supposed to do. It's supposed to just get get your whistle wet. Let you know that well, something's in the works. It's interesting, because I really like the trailer, but at the same time, it didn't get my motor running. Nothing. I, like, I, I got nothing out of it. Like, straight up. Just I'm, I'm excited to see the movie, but not like... I laughed and almost fell out of my chair when I was watching Thor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also just woke up and hadn't stabilized myself yet, but, you know... I mean, we get some cool walkers in the distance and these weird ships, these janky-ass ships that look like they're going to fall apart, scratching up the red dust. Yeah, coming down out of the sky. It looks and, cool. Yeah, I, I was, I'm going to disagree with you guys. I'm very excited. I, I, any Anytime they do anything about a new Star Wars, I'm just That's like, what very, I think bothers almost me. giddy and just... The, the, spa- the space battle looks great. I feel like they could show anything and people go, it was the greatest trailer of all time. That's it. I don't. That's the greatest trailer I, ever made. Like no matter what yeah, they put I, up, I really think Star Wars fans care. just go like they could show me anything, just like a lightsaber for t- like two minutes straight with like some dialogue over it, and the, they go, "It's the best." The Force Awakens still has the best Star Wars trailer out of any of the Star Wars movies, yeah. hands down. I think. What the Chewie were home. Yeah, because yeah. they they use the. the I, got, I got emotional when they walked back onto the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I bridge in that a little bit in that shot. Just in a tra- has a trailer ever done that? Let's get in with the show, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Um, who's that, Brett? You don't have a lot, I bet. Uh, I don't have too much. I have three things. Uh, the first, it well, you know, you you guys might not have heard of actually the first two. You might not have seen them, or this is you a might mis- not even have heard. Give of Give us some credit. This Come is on, clearly a misdirect. What? Why? What makes you say that? Why you think you've heard of uh, Mad Max Fury Road or something? So you rewatched Fury, Fury Road, Road on so. See, I thought I'd good. seen this movie before, and then I realized it was Furry Road. Oh no! Which was a very different film. You saw Furry Road? No, that was a terrible joke. Carry on. Sorry. Now he's now he's trying to cover up because there, the truth now, of the matter is he did watch Furry Road. There is fan art of that on yep. the internet. I guarantee it. Um, no, I I watched rewatched Mad Max Fury Road, and this uh, holds on to its ten out of ten. It's so good. Uh, I I'm, I'm not really going to talk too much about it because well, you can listen to our fifteenth episode, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I really think everybody should just watch this movie, it's, regardless of who you are or what you like. Yeah, I, I recommended it to my pops, and it's like totally not in his wheelhouse, but it's the most exhilarating action movie maybe ever. It's such a good chase. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so good. Um, I also watched another little film called Inglorious Bastards. Oh, you went for that. That's why you brought up uh, Mike Myers's. Yeah, his two little, minutes performance in that. Yeah, his cameo. Is it a cameo? I um, would say it actually is a a guest starring Mike Myers. Literally in the opening credits, I believe it says guest starring. Mike guest Myers. starring. Uh, this movie is one of my favorites. The first time I saw it, I remember seeing it in the theater and walking out saying, "This is my favorite movie." <laughs> so is is that why in our group chat you posted a picture of Christoph Waltz being all giddy and shaking his? Shoulders around. Uh, I might have been thinking about that a little bit. Okay, it was a hint. Um, 
this movie, I give it a nine and a half out of ten. It's just so good and so much fun. The basement scene. If you've watched the movie and you're rewatching it, the basement scene is so good. I, it frustrates the shit out oh, of me. It's, I absolutely hate it. Oh, with uh, Michael Fassbender doing the three, you know, three pints or whatever. Like, and, no. Um, and the Hans Landa character is just spec he's phenomenal to me it, it just the basement scene and the, the very end of kill bill 2 are just these drawn out dialogue scenes with a a a a spark of violence that lasts no more than five or six seconds and it's it's supposed to be this huge imbalance of like here's all this dialogue stacked up and drawing and building tension and then all the violence that you came here to is just all over in a second and it's just clear that Quentin Tarantino just loves more than anything else in the world to just hear his own dialogue, just to hear himself talk. Uh, well, I mean, people if, love if, it though. If it's not for you, it, I, I'm not going to discredit the scene. It's I, I love this movie. It's well written. I love it. It's just such a circle jerk. The writing, the music, the acting, <laughs> everything. This movie is nine and a half out of ten. And the third thing that I watched, and the final thing was episode one of the new Mystery Science Theater yes, 3000 yeah. Reptilicus. So I knew you'd get into this. You were like yes, anxiously first, awaiting. The very first thing I have to say is that these guys somehow have access to listening devices that are planted in the Nostromo Lounge because something that I say uh, during our uh, warm-up... no. Yes. They say tzatziki fly. No, they don't. They okay. say chickity china, <laughs> the Chinese chicken. So they have uh, access to the Nostromo Lounge or bare naked ladies. Yes, or they're just aware of... <laughs> There's only one possibility. Pop culture in general. <laughs> yeah. That is that they heard what I said. And Felicia Day wrote it into this new series with Patton Oswalt and Jonah Hill. And Jonah Hill? Jonah, Jonah Hill. Ray. Jonah Ray. <laughs> Jonah Hex. <laughs> Oh, where's Josh Brolin? Yeah, there he is. We'll talk about him in a bit, probably, right? Yeah. Um, But Reptilicus is hilarious, and this is really fun, this series. The movies are bad, and the setup is corny, and the jokes are punny and corny. And So what what is MST3K for the the uninitiated? Uh, So... The, the the series is about Jonah Ray, who is, uh, he plays Jonah, who is a pilot. Uh, he's a really awesome pilot that everyone on his on Earth loves, and he's the best. And he's about to bring back this really big diamond-filled asteroid, but then he gets kidnapped by bad guys on the dark side of the moon. And they trap him, and they're performing an experiment on him. And they're going to measure his brainwaves and show him bad movies. <laughs> And see what happens. And so the whole show is essentially just... It's Jonah and a bunch of robots. But it's a shot of a, of a bad film, and the bottom of the screen... Is the backs of chairs from the silhouette. Yes, yeah, so you're essentially in the theater, and there's some hecklers in the row in front of you. In the very front row, there's Who some are, robots. And, and now just, one of them can fly, and one of them can <laughs> come down from the top, instead oh. of just being at the bottom. So um, the one guy flies around the screen, and like does kissy noises on some of the <laughs> it's not all yeah. memes is it like are they saying yolo and no. shit no no it's pretty good it's the, uh, entertaining yeah see craig and i went to see the gentleman hecklers at the rio on wednesday yeah. they're funny guys right. and, and the, what did they, they do 
Uh, Footloose, which was pretty good. Uh, They co-wrote one of these new episodes. Yeah, uh, apparently episode two was written by them. Uh, I I actually I started watching that episode two, and you can tell like it's got their similar style. I don't know if I like Mystery Science Theater guys. Hmm. I think they're better if you've seen the movies than just watching this crappy movie. And having people make fun of it right away. Yeah, there's little context um, to the jokes. Yeah, so I, I don't know. They don't land. It's like, oh yes, you know what I mean. Like they kind of make more sense if you, if you're completely unfamiliar with this random movie from Reptilicus this. is pretty like you don't need to have seen sure, Reptilicus. Sure, if it, as long as it's it's bad, it's bad and bizarre enough to just on a surface level just know exactly how dumb it is. You can see it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it totally works for me. I love that stuff. Just like the worse, the better. I mean, I, they're, they do a good job. I just, I, I've watched a couple episodes and I think I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Fair I, enough. I, yeah. And it's not for everyone. That's what I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Uh, uh, unless uh, Red, there's no, that's one, two, three. More well, goodies? No. All I obviously watched a little Mystery Science Theater. Um, but I've been playing. I've been playing mostly games this week for the most part. I picked up Near Automata finally, or Automata. Yes. Automata. This game is amazing. I don't. For people that don't know anything about it, you can download a demo, which just gives you a small slice of this game. It's like a. So alien robots have taken over the world. Humanity has retreated to the moon, and they have built an android army and sent it to Earth to fight these alien robots. To, to reclaim it. For the good of mankind. But the androids have a motto, for the good of mankind, but they're not mankind, and they start to realize that. But the game itself, in the demo, is a third-person action game, but it switches perspectives a little there. It's so cool. The real game starts from like a top-down R-type style yeah. shooter where you're flying a jet around shooting down robots, and then it switches. So each level... It changes genres on you, and you're do like it'll be a twin stick shooter, or you'll be uh, doing side scrolling. Yeah, now it's a side scrolling jumper. Now it's back to a 3D action game. Yeah, and now I, it's a top down thing. The demo, and it was really incredible. It's it's an incredible game that yeah. is probably flying under a lot of people's radars. Although it's it's been on a bunch of game blogs and game sites and stuff. Yeah. If, well, it kind of came out of nowhere because no one expected it to be as huge yeah. or as big as it it's and uh, good as it yeah. was if you follow platinum games the developers they make some awesome shit like mm-hmm. uh they make bayonetta mm-hmm. uh and they made vanquish like they do vanquish they do action nuts. really really well yeah so it's it's taken up some time and it, it's great uh i watched something else guys i watched something and i wrote it down <laughs> give me a second obviously it wasn't that you know good if you let's go to craig and i'll come back if you used letterboxd.com you would know what's up right now that's true. Well, like I said, I played the near demo, and I also finished Mass Effect on Andromeda. <sighs> I have complicated feelings about it. Most of the game was very meh, but then it really picks up in like the last couple of hours. It's true. Like I... Really, really well, to the point where I think I'm excited for a sequel. You're back into Mass Effect. Yeah, like most of the game was that utterly is... forgettable. But positive. The end, it See, ends so well. Red was super stoked for this, and then it's just like, interest just has waned to nothing. What they need to One, do, two, three, they're all great. Uh, Andromeda two is just start with a quick recap. Maybe even just replay that mission. <laughs> That's so awesome at the yeah, end of like, one. Use that as the intro to the new game. That just was reboot new. it. Yeah, start off with a bang. <laughs> mm. 
some other things that I watched. Uh, the new Doctor Who season started. Oh, I need to watch this shit. I'm, when yeah, you say you I'm need to watch fan. this, does that mean you haven't watched I, Doctor Who? I, I know that the, the, the TARDIS is a... It's a time in relative dimension yeah. and space. Shape-shifting a time machine that just happened to become a police box in its final form or whatever. Yeah, stuck. It, it stuck got, in it that. got stuck. Yeah, yeah. And the Doctor travels through time and space, solving mysteries, having adventures. He always has like a hot Scottish girl as a sidekick uh, or something. Not always. <laughs> the new one is British. Okay. And yeah, the, the, the story in this first episode is kind of a love story, actually, involving his new companion. Hmm. I saw, but then like... Utah or something? Or they something? go everywhere, bro. Okay, it's not just England. And every when. <laughs> oh, yeah, all okay. all through time and space, all over. It's amazing. All right. It's, yeah. Every time that music comes on, it's like, oh, what's what's gonna happen this week? That theme is, yeah, it's scary as hell. There's a sweet orbital remix of it too. Yeah, yeah some of the some of the first electron, like fully electronic music, I think. Was that like it's, theme it's, song? It's historically okay. significant. I buy it. It just scared the shit out of me as a kid, and I never went it to it. It won't scare you anymore because it's for kids, so don't be afraid. It's actually for kids? Kind of. Yeah, it's, hmm. yeah, it's fun adventure stories. I, I it gets say, a little dark once in a while. The but. old episodes that were like in black and white and shit, that shit was fucked up and scary, man. Mm. And super low budget, and it shows. <sighs> I found my list whenever you're done. <laughs> What do you got? <laughs> okay, so I realized uh, I watched a lot of anime this week. So I watched series one and two of Kuro Makuro, which is on Netflix. Uh, it's about ogres that come and attack the Earth in a spaceship, uh, and a samurai who fought them off 450 years ago, who was basically given immortality and was frozen, comes out of stasis. What? To, anime is always so realistic. To, to, to fight with a bunch of teenagers in giant mechs. Oh, Fighting off there it is. these aliens. It's uh, ridiculous. Oh, you but said giant mechs. That's you it. should have but seen Scott perk up. Like. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, was awesome. was dozing off. The characters, <laughs> the characters are kind of... I, 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 I like the side characters of this show. Cause what is it called? Kuro Makuro. Kuro Makuro? Kuro. So K-U-R-O-M-U. They're bird people. Oh. So it's Kuro and then M-U-K-U-R-O. So it's Kuro Makuro. Kuro Makuro. Kuro Makuro. Got Kuro it. Makuro. Um, so the side characters, like, there, there's, because the, the, they're at a high school, right? Like, they're, they're of teenagers. Of course they are. Uh, of course. Yeah. So only teenagers so, can pilot Some mechs. of them. <laughs> the, the parents <laughs> don't listen to. We all know this. And the parents, yeah. the teachers, they don't listen to anything they say, probably. Adolescents right? are even well, better the, at it, the actually. The school is actually at the United Nations Science Center that found this artifact, which mm-hmm. is the mech. The child genius school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're, the, they're from all over, and there's, like, an American pilot who pilots one of these mechs and he's just a brash asshole you know gypsy danger he's american gypsy danger yeah is he he blonde he is totally blonde uh there's like a german prodigy who's this small girl also blonde anyway uh so i I caught up to see to the end of season two uh and it the last five minutes like it's gonna lead into a season three i don't know when that's coming out probably after but it fast it fast forwards five years and I haven't seen a lot of anime do that. It's like all of a sudden, hey, you're not teenagers anymore. You're capable, like, young adults, like, in your 20s. So I kind of want to see where they go with that. Uh, so it's like Rugrats all grown up. Sort of. 
It's it's not a bad show. In like just one second, just like five years later, <laughs> one of the side characters uh, streams all the time. Like he he has a YouTube channel. Oh, so brutal! I'm so, out. So, I'm so, out. He, so he goes and <laughs> you're out, and yet you love uh, Sword Art Online. Yeah. Uh, so, I also okay. That's weird. <laughs> I also watched another series called Rage of Bahamut Genesis. Gee, you Rage mean, of what? Right. That is an anime sound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Anime. <laughs> to say it again. Rage of Bahamut. Bahomet. Which, if you're familiar with Final Fantasy, you know is like a dragon dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, Genesis. So, colon, Genesis. <laughs> okay, so there's going to be more of these. Uh, or, or it's like part of a series. There might actually be another series already, and I don't... Like Neon Genesis Evangelion. I love how yep. obsessed they are with, with like multiple colons and then like dash this thing and then you know like subtitle after so important like Mm -hmm. each game has like five different titles to it you know and (laughs) or movie whatever yeah their names are always ridiculous and this this series it's only 12 episodes right now i watched it on funimation uh it's kind of just as ridiculous as you can think an anime would be it's it's like it takes place in a medieval time Mm-hmm. Uh, it follows a couple of bounty hunters who mm-hmm. kind of hate each other, but you get a little road to El Dorado feel because <laughs> they're gonna bro down. Yeah, yeah, between the two of them, uh, and then this half angel, half demon, of course, steals a god key, <laughs> which was used right. to seal the the entity that is known as Bahamut, who just causes destruction every few thousand years. As right. one does, and she's mm-hmm. being manipulated mm-hmm. into releasing this Bahamut guy by the devils but then the angels try and get their mortal army led by Joan of Arc Wait, to what the, fuck? <laughs> uh, the animation's really good this is it's, awesome it's it's nuts wait so it's like historical figures and shit uh well Joan just Joan of Arc just angels. okay okay well, angels are real and they had, like they use actual angel names so like Archangel Gabriel. Michael's in there. Gabriel's in there. Michael. And the, yes. And the bad uh, and the devils are um, Lucifer, Azazel, Azazel, Beelzebub, and Lucifer. Yeah, cool. So they've they've got all those names in there. It's all. This is from the Bible. Like Azazel is in this castle that's on top of this giant floating cephalopod nautilus thing. Wow. Uh, that flies through the sky. It's uh, it's ridiculous, but yeah, it's, this is it's animated really well. It's so an anime uh, ass anime. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that, and uh, that's what I watched. This okay, week. <laughs> that was that was intense. He's not telling us about all the tentacle uh, specialty films that he watched oh, in between. Get out of there! No, man, tentacles aren't for me. Don't bring us into that uh, corner. That's, that's on the uh, sister podcast. Come tentacle on. viewing. Yeah, come I'm on, not, man. I'm not sixteen anymore. Horizontal viewing. Oh no! Oh no! Let's move. Oh. Let's move away from all of this. Now it's vertical. Now it's Craig, horizontal. Please save us from all of this squid humor. Uh, oh, actually, there is one. What more do you thing have? Any, anything else? Yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, of still course. watching that. So, did we did we convince you to watch it at all? Did you try it out? No, I have not. Oh. That's a tentacle porn segue right there. Fuck that. That it's, is just that is it, we're, we're, This is horrifying well, right as, now. As far as reality TV goes, man, it is one of the most entertaining reality TV shows I've ever seen. Yeah, just give it a try sometime. I, you know, what I did. I did splice in the theme song. Yeah, you did. I noticed <laughs> on the episode, yeah. and I, I found that actually pretty damn entertaining. I'll, I'll tell you right now. It's pretty funny. Uh, guys, I uh, I watched two things. What did you watch? So, like that you threw your list away just with... Just fuck it. You know, like David Lennon. Just, you know, when he throws those cards into the... Just tear them yeah, up and throw them. They're just blank cue cards. Yeah. Just like, what's in his cup? Who knows, right? Uh, I watched on Netflix, De Palma. 
Do you guys see this documentary about Brian yeah. Brian De Palma, directed by Noah Baumbach? Weird. Mm. So this is a just straight documentary, one like one shot, just of the director talking into the camera. Like there are no other people in the movie, and it's just Brian De Palma recapping his career. Well so, made, well made documentary. Really, like it's just the one shot of like—is it edited or is it just one shot? Oh well, you mean where we're seeing all like it's all documentaried up. They do the documentary, oh, so thing they, they have the, the cutaways and everything. Yeah, else. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. With other he, images, yes. We don't. We <laughs> I was just, curious. We, just, it's it's just his face. He's <laughs> like, yeah. and then and this happened. And <laughs> no, it's a, it's your it's your Gets talking puppets. It's your classic talking head documentary. But he's the only guy who appears. Gotcha. Throughout the whole thing, um, the life and career of. Brian De Palma, like starting with his Rat Pack days, kind of with Scorsese and uh, Francis Ford Coppola and Spielberg and George Lucas. The problem, guys, I mean, it's like early career struggles. They're going through the just the general stuff of like what it is like to be in the in the sort of gutter of Hollywood making shitty movies and finally getting your big break, um, which was probably Carrie. In 1976, you got you guys seen Carrie? Yeah, uh, yeah. Your I've seen yeah, two versions I'd, I'd of say. Carrie. It's a good movie, right? If your movie got remade, you probably did something good, right? Mm. It's a it's a cornerstone of the horror genre. Yeah, you, you did Is the remake right. any good? No, uh, no. not okay. really, no. not especially. Okay. So, guys, De Palma documentary, well made, fine documentary, compelling enough. The problem is that Brian De Palma's career pretty much just. Just a regular career. Okay, let, let me let me give you like his like hits, and I'm skipping over the stuff is that is just completely skippable here. Okay, Carrie, Dress to Kill, Scarface, The Untouchables. Okay, you got two right? doozies, it's right? Nice, right? Carlito's Way. Yeah. Okay, it's okay. good, right? Yeah. right? Mission Impossible One. Yeah, launch and, launch and, yeah nice. that's the only good one. It's yeah. Thank you very much. Argue, yes. arguably, fuck off. Anyone else? <laughs> yeah, the rest are not independent. They're just Tom Cruise movies. Uh, yeah. So Mission Impossible in 1996. Then he comes. Then Brian De Palma makes Snake Eyes in '98 with Nicolas Cage. Oh, I that saw that a, in the theater. That was a weird slipping. one. I saw that slipping. in the theater as it well. Had that kick-ass, really, really long single shot. It was like what, 20 minutes it's, or something. Yeah, it's about 18 minute opening yeah. take that is stitched together in swish pans and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so good but it is yeah it's all setting up this assassination at a boxing match like technically super good movie Nicolas Cage is ridiculous he's like I'm Ricky Santoro and I was like yeah I'm Ricky like it's terrible (laughs) he's never not ridiculous Uh, and then Brian De Palma's like last movie of any note in my opinion was probably Mission to Mars which is an absolute you love it clusterfuck Like a, dis- <laughs> a disaster of a movie. And Scott's he, favorite movie, obviously. That apparently like caused Brian De Palma to just say, fuck it, I'm out of Hollywood. What happened to I'm Gary done. Sinise? Yeah. He Gary went to Sinise CSI, right? All right. Uh, and then, Captain Dan. Uh, he Lieutenant Dan. Loot, sorry. Why do I always say Captain? How did I get that wrong? It's, it's embarrassing. Oh, I Captain, my Captain. You're a complete embarrassment. The fa- you, yeah. you have a bench of, from I that movie for school. I don't think I do. <laughs> Uh, and, and I think the last movie that De Palma made that was anyone even saw was The Black Dahlia. Oh, yeah. Uh, in 2006. Dahlia. Oh, yeah. I never saw it. Josh Hartnett. Yeah, I was gonna... Scarlett Johansson. I don't, I don't know. Um, that... But yeah, the, the film, basically the documentary goes film by film. And it's just completely by the numbers. His filmography 
pretty uninteresting for the most part. Like just he he's a director. He just had good he had cool friends. Um it's just not compelling. Yeah, like you you made some cool stuff and I don't feel like Brian De Palma has much cultural relevance or anything. Like people don't love his movies. He doesn't have much of a stamp. He's done a bunch of just random shit. Um He's not terrible. No, he's, he's, he's yeah, he's he's made a bunch of stuff. I mean, the greats make great stuff. But it, I feel he like he made some great stuff, but he also made some yeah, stuff that like you've never heard of. Right? And then some of the movie, like the, the the sad part is the documentary just sort of breezes through so quickly his films that you don't really get the opportunity to get him to really open up on any specific one. Like he briefly touches on how important Carrie was to the horror genre. He briefly touches on how important Scarface is to the hip hop community and how he actually thinks it's fucking bullshit. And he hates that it was embraced. Uh, it, it just breezes through all of that. Uh, I can't recommend De Palma unless you're some weird, huge fan of Brian, Brian De Palma. De Palma. <laughs> like, okay. That's that's cool. You're I'm, I'm weird. Sure, Brian De Palma fan. He must fan. have his devotees. He I don't, must, but not must. in the same way that you got like Scorsese nuts or something. Well, yeah. you know, the people that love De Palma are just guys that wear Scarface T-shirts. Well, and they they talk about body double. I guess they on dig, their, uh, th- Yeah, maybe that one. Um, I, maybe they dig Carlito's way, and they're just Pacino fans. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the other thing I watched, guys, I want to sink my teeth quickly into this one. Mm. I watched. The Arrival. Oh, wait, not, not, I don't not Arrival. The Arrival. Oh, this is different. The Charlie Sheen I, one. I watched The Arrival starring Charlie Sheen from 1996. I like this movie. On, I, on purpose? I, on purpose. Tell yeah. me, tell, what, okay, what's the synopsis of this film? Yo, and this, then let's get into it. This movie's fucking dope, dude. Yeah. This movie's dope. Charlie Sheen is amazing in this movie, first of all. This came out a year before Contact. Oh, I have seen this and I forgot about it. Carry on. He, um, he looks like Gordon Freeman. Yes, he does. He's got this awesome. I wrote here, sick goatee. Yeah. Um, sick yeah. goatee. Yeah. We'll so post that on the Instagram. Uh, pretty, pretty cool. Directed by David Twohy, the guy who would later go on to direct Pitch Black and oh, yeah. Chronicles of Riddick. Um, Tui? David Tui. Love maybe. Pitch Black. Uh, so basically. The movie opens and it's uh, in Greenland and there's this tiny little patch of grass that this scientist is working and we zoom out. What's going on here? There's like this crazy global warming subplot happening. But the main plot of the movie is Charlie Sheen is it's contact with Charlie Sheen. He plays this dude who is listening at SETI for alien signals, discovers something fucked up. Yeah. Guys, we got a signal. You got some really badass, like, rolly chair scenes. I'm not going to say aliens, but But let me just mess up my hair. Maybe aliens. And history channel. Yeah. Like, some awesome rolly chair scenes, right? Where, you know, you got one character at at a computer, and, like, they're, they're, like, sliding across the office. Yeah, like, (sighs) doing the Alex P. Keaton. Yeah, like, totally fucking, you know, engaging Like Samuel L. Jackson in Jurassic Park. A little bit, yeah. Hold on to your butts kind of stuff. Yeah, smoking (laughs) cigarettes. Um... So he loses his job, though. When Charlie Sheen discovers some signal, he I don't want to give too much away because there's crazy spoilers in this movie. The aliens have these legs that fucking bend backwards. Like birds. They got these bird legs that bend backwards. Red, you've seen the arrival, bro. You've seen the arrival, son. I saw this in the theater. The arrival. Ooh, you were one of the people that maybe gave the 184000 on its opening weekend to this film. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
The arrival is badass, everybody. <laughs> Dude, the final scene. Yes, there's this. He has this. Charlie Sheen has this little neighbor. Uh, you know, this this cute little dude who comes by, this like thirteen year old kid who's always like, "Hey, what's going on, Zane, or whatever the fuck your name, His name is." Name is Zane. Oh, let me some, just let me just drop some helpful information once some in a while. Amazing twists in this movie, um, involving like these aliens who are speeding up global warming and stuff. Uh, the aliens have like, Dick they move. They 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 can like sort of morph their bodies into humans and stuff. It's this movie's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Charlie Sheen gets roped into this huge sort of conspiracy theory. He's, it's not contact at all. It's it's contact if it turned into a weird thriller. It's contact mm. if aliens came to Earth. <sighs> in in contact, we don't even know. I mean, well, it's different, right? But Char- Charlie Sheen is genuinely really good in this because yeah. he plays this like really dedicated and focused scientist, and some of the science in it is like kind of high minded. They're talking about. Like it's it's not completely for idiots. Well, this is around his heyday of Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part Deux masterpieces. So he was winning. <laughs> oh, this is this is his jam. Yeah, to, to quote him, he's fantastic in the movie. And when he starts getting like more and more in over his head, like the people around him start getting assassinated by government agents. Like he he genuinely sells his like paranoia and stuff. It's fucking great. And there's a line in it that I had to write down because one of the characters says, "You know, Charlie, you don't look so good," and he says, "Quote." Actually, I look like a can of smashed assholes. <laughs> that is amazing. If that doesn't make you want to see The Arrival 1996 starring Charlie Sheen, do it. It's awesome. Yeah, If, if you like science fiction at oh. all, give it a try. It's a good one. Guys, that's all I watched. Uh, there is one thing before we move into our review, though, which is... Josh Brolin, we we can finally put this. Like, how long have we been talking about cable? Cable. How long, guys? Like a For, year? Yeah, maybe long, too long. Maybe even before Deadpool one came out. I don't even know. No, probably not. The day Deadpool one came out was when the conversation started. Exactly. So we now know an answer, and it's Josh Brolin. And the the tweet of the century, or the Instagram post of the century, is. Ryan Reynolds, who said, like, what in the actual fuck? You can't mix cinematic universes. I was in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and Josh Brolin was in Sicario. (laughs) Which is just the best thing ever. So Thanos and Cable are the same same actor? Which is fine, because we're talking about different studios, right? Yep. Thanos no with, with no affiliation, whatever. Yeah, Thanos and Cable will never come face to face. But we kind of hope that they could. We, no, there's one there's day, no hope. one day, maybe not. No, I'm okay not having the X Men in the MCU. It's fine. It yeah. would just crowd it. Well, a I think lot. Deadpool's its own thing anyway. So, yep. uh, guys, like Josh Brolin as as Cable. I know. I I wanted an X Men. Avengers team up movie and then X like a yeah. Marvel versus DC. Yeah. Imagine that, if the movie would have to be like that's 10 the, hours long. That's the only, only character cost, introduction. It would cost a trillion dollars. That's the only way Warner Brothers will ever make money. Actually, it would be sorry, the, they made money on it. would be the first 20 minutes of Suicide Squad, but just <sighs> for 10 hours. With just random music. And- <laughs> uh, guys, we, we can move on to our review, I believe. We sure can. But. We should. Are we? Are we? Are we happy with Josh Brolin as? Cable? I'm happy with yeah. Josh Brolin. I don't see why not. We all love him. Right? He's amazing. He, look he pretty was cool. great in Jonah Hex and the Goonies. So. He's a great act in <laughs> Jonah Hex and the Goonies. <laughs> I like how you picked 
two that's another Marvel movies character. that are that, definitely that is, recent. That, right? that, that is another Marvel character, technically, right? Yeah, it is. The Goonies? No. Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex. Yeah. Um, yes, Goonies has been acquired by Marvel as well. Yeah, I think... I think I'm I'm a huge fan of Josh Brolin. I think he actually has good comedic chops. I think he's fucking hilarious. And you want to know why they cast him as Cable? It's because of the chocolate banana eating scene in Inherent Vice. <laughs> he's so yeah, love it. Because I I I want to see him be rude, and I, it's gonna be fucking awesome. Well, he was the best part of Men in Black Three. So yeah, he's a fucking good guy. Okay, guys, can we? Can we actually can we gather around the picnic table with uh and find out with Roman and Ludacris? I don't know. With, I don't know the how we can afford the apartment that they must be living in. Well, they can't live on uh, you know whatever Vine Street or they blew it up, right? Jason Statham blew up the house in part 7, so they can't go back to Where do they live like they they somehow secured living Mr. Nobody probably like Kurt Russell probably True. you yeah, that's it right because he's there with them mm-hmm. so ridiculous. they're not oh, they're not living there they just broke in while someone was on vacation yeah yeah probably picnic table I'm some millionaire condo <laughs> the fate of the furious. you something Dom what's the best thing in your life family no it's not but if you're being honest it's the 10 seconds between start and finish when you're not thinking about anything no family no obligations just you being free I gotta tell you, this whole saving the world Robin Hood nonsense you've been doing recently, it's not you. Be who you are. Why live only a quarter mile at a time when you can live your whole life that way? So that was a clip from The Fate of the Furious when a mysterious woman seduces Dom into the world of terrorism and a betrayal of those closest to him, the crew face trials that will test them as never before. That doesn't sound accurate at all. It never does, right? Seduces? Mm, she kind of does. With a phone? Yeah. There's some shit. That's fair. That's, that's, a, that's actually how blackmail. kids... She gets some dirt yeah. on them, right? That's how kids do it these days, with their phones. The Fate of the Furious is directed by F. Gary Gray, and it stars Vin Diesel... Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Chris Ludacris Bridges, Scott Eastwood. He's back again. Yeah. We can't get rid of this guy. Uh, he's just really desperate to become a famous dude. And uh, Kurt Russell and then Charlize Theron is back as Furiosa. Or actually, maybe she's returning as the character that angelina jolie played That's, yeah in yeah. gone in 60 gone, seconds, gone in 60 seconds. Yeah. became a hacker there's only one person in the world with that haircut so 
Yeah, she stole, she stole cars back in 2000. Yeah, she's had a career change. With yeah. Stanley it, Goodspeed. It's a shared cinematic universe. Oh, I like it. So why... Yeah. So, uh, Scott Eastwood. Yeah, you want to start there? Why is this guy like a running <laughs> joke in every movie that he's in at this point? Like, He's he, always the victim of the reshoot, right? What? Uh, yeah, what I don't he, know. He, it's, he's, he's weird in Suicide Squad, right? And then he's back again sort of in the exact same... Well, in this, it's capacity? just really weird. Like, they're just trying to what? pass it off the Mr. Nobody. Like, there's a new Mr. Nobody. Like, it's replacing junior. Paul Walker. It's our best. It's the best we can do to replace Paul Walker, isn't it? Yeah. Or... We found someone who looks kind of like him. I guess the acting ability is the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Red, are, is everything okay? Are, can we continue? Like, or... yeah, we'll be okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> what did you think of the fate of the Furious, man? Um, I hate to say that i loved it why do you hate to say that because i kind of tease scott about being a (laughs) giant fan of the fast and the furious franchise and this one somehow i mean not that this is a masterpiece or anything but it was a really fun action movie um it totally lived up to my very low expectations um (laughs) you have to make a few leaps when you watch this movie uh there's a few very ridiculous things that happen, but you know what? They were totally fun, and I was okay with it. You know, The Rock is basically a superhero, and, um, and Jason Statham. I think this yeah. is—they're they're pushing this to superhero exactly. limits, yeah, right? They absolutely are. Physics do not apply. Like submarines are awesome in this universe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They can drive about a hundred miles an hour and just turn on a dime yep. and they can basically fly like torpedoes out of the ice. Yeah. They're icebreakers. Yeah. Well. They, it's so cool. Yeah. yeah everything feels it's realistic. Like Russian subs do that though. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Realistic secret. Yeah. It's just confidential stuff. Yeah. I feel like they're, they're just basically creating a cinematic universe just like Marvel and, and they're sort of taking those extreme, you know, comic book almost comic book kind of like levels of ridiculous they're just saying let's let's just make this they know like they're self-aware enough to know that you know if you're on board at this point if you're seeing number eight in this series you're okay with some of this stuff so why not just really go big yeah have prison fights that are basically just hulk versus uh thor or something like that yeah i i mean the, some of the stuff is I was laughing out loud at some parts well, me too not funny parts they've, like they've just they've started to absorb the power from the cars that they just don't care about anymore in these movies they're into, so furious in, into themselves they're so furious this is how Transformers were born it this started off this way they were siphoning the off the power from story. the story yeah oh my god are they gonna become like bionic Car people? I hope so. This is dope. <laughs> They'll drive with their minds. Okay, Mike, what did you think of the fate of the Furious? Uh, I enjoyed it for the most part. Like the Fast and the Furious movies are what they are. Uh, this one had some ridiculous moments, but it gave me some great entertainment. Specifically, my favorite part of the movie was the jailbreak. Really? Yeah. That's what did it for you, eh? Well, I like seeing Jason Statham do his thing. Uh, well, and then I guess he he gets another chance later in the film. Where was that jail again? It was so stupid. Where was that jail? <laughs> I don't even I don't remember. Know. Oh, that whole thing to me, I was I was loving the fight scene, but at the same time, I'm just going, this is so stupid. Can we, can we just is... get this whole sequence <laughs> over with, kind like, of? Why is Jason Statham even in 
this like he got arrested in like Germany or some shit. So why is he and in this like, weird? How did he just happen to be in this same prison in the cell that faces it? Like, give me a break. Well, well it's because it's, awesome. it's because Mr. Awesome. Nobody orchestrated don't, it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's awesome. It's all part of the plan. I feel that Charlize Theron really made this movie work. Yeah. With her out, her with someone else in her role, it wouldn't have been nearly as good. She's really good. With, she spends most of the movie standing in an airplane. Yeah, but like she typing deli- on a touch screen. She doesn't do anything. But she delivers her lines well. She's she's scary and she's bitchy and she's yeah she's she's Cause, she's really cause dominant. Her character yeah. is super campy and she plays that right. And if someone else was in that role, they could have fucked that up and it just would have yeah. taken all of the gravitas out of the movie. And I would have been like, well, shit. I mean, she she's the one who said she was sitting next to Nicolas Cage in that, you know, uh, GT Shelby, right? And and she says, what's better, sex or stealing cars? How about sex while stealing cars? Two for... So uh, how how often are you going to compare Angelina Jolie and Charlie's there? I think we can, we can end it there, maybe. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I thought, um, yeah, so I liked it. It's definitely not high art. Uh, it's not my favorite Fast and the Furious movie, but I enjoyed it, and I'm happy that I spent my scene points on it. <clears throat> I think it's up there. I think it's it's among the better Fast and Furious joints overall. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty good. I mean, I think the series peaked with movies five and six. I agree. Seven, a little, little bit of a downturn, but this is back up. I feel like this is on the level back with... Five and six, not as good, but we're yeah, like a maybe we're working. Good, good three. This one had less cool vehicles. Well, no, that's not true, but less co- the, the real vehicles are less, like less actual vehicles. Yeah, they're, now they're basically like, superheroes now. Tanks and like super tanks and submarines and jetpacks, like just goofy yeah. stuff. Where we were talking before, we were talking about like Supras and Volkswagens and you know actual cars. But but it's okay, guys, because they put a street race at the start of the movie <laughs> to remind you that Toretto can do that wheelies. This, that this is Fast and the Furious, and, and there's a Lamborghini later on. Yeah. yeah. Don't it's, don't worry that there's jetpacks and missile trucks and shit like that. It's still Fast and the Furious. They're so furious, and they're going fast the whole time. I feel like they need uh, sort of like a spinoff series just for the tuners, you know? Like actual car, like... Mm. Sort of like, you know what? We, we're sorry. All the, guys who, all the guys and gals who came to Fast and Furious back in 2001 who, uh, who don't like heist movies, who actually kind of want to watch car tuners talk about dumb shit... We got a movie for you. It's like the Fast and the Furious, like maybe more Tokyo Drift style, you know. It's it's a side project from the, uh, you know, like the, the Skywalker saga. Like this is the Dom Toretto saga, and then you have spinoff films, a la Rogue One. It, it is which interesting. We we can talk about uh, when we get to the Stinger, which may or may not have involved a spinoff film uh, involving Jason Statham and The Rock uh, and some drama that. That may have caused it to have been cut from the movie. It's interesting that the renaissance of this film happened when they stopped caring so much about the cars. Well, yeah, and they like turned it... Well, these films. Yeah, the movies haven't really cared about the cars since 4. Yeah. yeah. Everything since then has just been done well, in service of this, of making crazy action sequences. To be fair, though, like I agree that 6 is probably the best one, and it has my favorite car in it. Like It's got actual cool 
sort of obscure vehicles. Uh, yeah, they, they're retreading six a lot here. I think with the airplane and just it, there is a bit of repetition, which I'm fine with because I thought that Fa- uh, Fate of the Furious was fucking amazing. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, I had a funny feeling, and I think I—I I, I mean, I don't. It's not the best movie ever. None of these are. However, it's from coming off of seven, which is really bad in my opinion, like one of the worst Fast and Furious movies. Uh, this, I think, is like a nice uptick back to some good shit. Uh, and I think it's a—it's a great way, like having Dom splinter off from the family. It's just such a nice way of keeping stuff fresh. Yeah, because you never saw that coming. Well, I mean that sincerely. Like, the whole thing is built around this family. So for them to invert that in it, the first scene or in the first act, you know. Yeah. Is, well, and you don't see why he did he betrays the team either. So you like it, it's very good. Yeah. What, what could possibly drive him to fracture his family? Yeah. They and, hold on to the mystery for quite a while before and, and revealing when you, it. And when you do find out, which we will in spoilers, because they're big on this one, uh, I, I thought it worked perfectly, and it works amazingly, and it, and it is in service of the entire theme of these movies. Mm-hmm. It's it's so fucking good. Um, I also like how they added eight to the title. Well, it is, it is the fate, bro. Why no? I, without adding it, they added it. Well done, guys. Yeah. So I love, I love the title sequence where, well, at least the title cards where the yeah, the graphic design on those is really great. You've integrated them into the landscape shots, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like, like in the water or like in the sky. And yeah, things. those I are l- super cool. Love it, man. They almost look like a little train set or a little miniature thing or like a comic book splash page. Yeah, the text is integrated into this. The actual surface of the land. Can I tell you that I actually really dislike this? Really? I want you to show, not tell. Like, don't do that. Like, it's it's really... You gotta do it for Havana, bro. This is literally Hollywood saying, introducing Havana, Cu- yeah. Cuba. But why do you have to do that? Like, there are landmarks, and even... I, you didn't... I knew it was Cuba when the it was coming up. The, yeah, but... Most people half won't. of the audience probably doesn't. How, how would an American Show some know? Some people speaking, you know, like yeah, but half a, of the audience probably doesn't. It's kind of a big moment. Know. Not I not to. Know. I don't want to blow this out of proportion. It's kind of like the first time Cuba's been depicted in like a big budget American movie. You think about it. Like it's actually a crazy. That's awesome, and I'm not trying to downplay that. But I'm just saying, like, if the movie is really good, it's not going to have to sh- write on the screen. This is Havana, Cuba. It's gonna give you. I, I think they're they're pimping it hard. That's why, aren't they? They're loving that. It's it's easy, and they're gonna they're like we're gonna show you all these exotic locations. Red, I like. But you're not smart like enough it. to recognize yeah, these but, landmarks, so we're just gonna tell you. Well, yeah, you can't assume that people know what Cuba looks like, but you can't assume what that people know what London looked like, or like that New York looked like, or. It's pretty like the, every big city. They're just telling. Yeah, you. but if they don't have those title cards on there, someone's gonna say a city name or the country they're in to yeah. tell you where they're at anyway. Yeah, it's an easier way. It's just like a quick hey, you know where you are. <clears throat> I just think it's it's introducing Cuba, which is a cool moment, and then the whole intro sequence with this. That was a. I did like that sequence. Yeah, I, I unfortunately had a situation in my theater. They stopped the movie at this point. Like. Literally in mid car chase, what happened? And uh, some fucking people in the back of the theater were yelling and shouting and like, "Call the cops!" I don't give a fuck. I'm sitting here. 
fucking drag me out. And then there was like an awkward pause. So then, this, then the security people just walk out and they just start the movie up again. So, like, you, right, who so, cares? so you were in AVX and someone was sitting in a seat they weren't supposed to. Is that what was I going on? I don't know what was going on. It was just complete. I, I just wanted to just like fold up and just leave. Um, That's a pain. Yeah. But um, I, I like this intro. We get Letty and Dom hanging out. Getting all chummy. Yeah, really hammering home their Letty, relationship. Letty. I do not believe their relationship one no. bit. I don't see any chemistry between them. I really hate uh, Letty. You don't like Michelle Rodriguez? I think Michelle or, Rodriguez is a bad actress, and I also just don't... I don't know. I don't like looking at her. <laughs> uh, I think like their relationship feels like it's one of just... We've been together for like 20 years I don't fucking know. What do I, what do you want me to say? You know, it's she's just my girl. I you don't have to buy them. They just they feel maybe not. Yeah, they, they feel like I, brother I, and I, brother and sister almost. I I just don't believe the whole bonded so intense that they're willing to like cross oceans for each other. They're willing like to jump things up for each other. They're willing to jump out like from car to car and like you know fly at each other in midair. So good. Yeah, on the bridge. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but with, with this crew, that's just like a handshake. But I mean, so yeah. <laughs> it is. That's just how they say hello. When, it's Wednesdays. Uh, yeah. When she drops the whole, uh, Letty, I want a baby, or, you know, Dom, I'm... Yeah, she brings up the ch- the kid. I, I thought that was quite awkward at the time. May or may not pay off later in the movie. In an interesting way, um, the, the part where... So, Charlie Theron is, hey... You don't know me, but clearly I have some fucking back, you know, some dirt on you or something. As you're saying, we don't see anything about why Dom has been compromised. Yeah, we see him look at his cell phone and then yeah, he's like, you can tell he's kind of goes, shit. Charlize Theron, I'm, I got he, something you want to see. And he looks. Check it out. Uh, and so at that point, we know, okay, weird. Someone might be leveraging Dom in some way. So... Actually, I have a question about this sequence because she manipulates him to pass by her in this car. She sets she, it all up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she went to way too much trouble for that. Like there was no, I didn't care. We didn't need that no explanation. Need, that that didn't convince Dom to to do what he needs to do. It was just it was the phone that did it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. The setup was completely unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. Why did you have to make him? Yeah. That's <laughs> like, oh, hey, hey, do you have a second? Hey, look at this. Yeah. Just show up where like. Just stop him and and push him against the wall and be like, look at this. It's what he sees on the phone turns out to be so important that it doesn't matter how he gets introduced to it. Um, She was bored, I guess. Yeah. And then then we cut to her motivation for everything. (laughs) So now we know Dom may have been compromised. What the hell is happening? Doesn't matter because now we cut to uh, we cut to Dwayne Johnson coaching his daughter's. right. Soccer team and doing the the haka, I guess, is so good. (laughs) Which is one of my favorite parts of the movie. It just works perfectly on like who Dwayne Johnson is. I want to see more of that. You can tell Vin. I'm surprised Vin Diesel left this in the movie because he just he hates The Rock stealing all his thunder. But did Vin Diesel have much thunder? He's the producer of all these movies. I I don't think he does hate The Rock. I think The Rock gets a different kind of attention than. Dominic Toretto does. Yeah. He's so much more likable than Vin Diesel though just as a person. Like like I think about you're right that that the Vin Diesel plays D&D man. But the soccer scene I think personifies the rock and I think that the 
chainsaw or like sawzall scene with the black Jason mask. I think that <laughs> more and like the stomping <laughs> army boots. Have you oh, seen I love the, that so have, much. Have you seen the movie High Tension? It's a French horror film. Yeah. Okay, that reminded me of. There's a sequence in that with a giant concrete saw, like a horror movie. It's a terrifying weapon. But like that, I think sums up more Toretto. Okay, well his, said. His uh, renown in this universe. Um, and then we get this brutal setup of this Berlin mission, which I hated because I, 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 it's another EMP. Are you guys absolutely kidding me right now? Last wasn't it last week that I was talking about it? Yes. How or much? like two weeks also, ago. Also, I don't think these movies really know how EMPs work <laughs> and what they do. But I, there's, we've already had a Fast and Furious film about stealing an EMP. We had an Ocean's Eleven movie about we, we've it. We've had so many. And I swear to God, I think six, Fast and Furious 6 involves an EMP yeah. that they're trying to and steal back. Yeah. So they've been through this before, but it, it actually works because this mission we cut to, and it's already in progress. It's mm. already completed. We're sort of thrown into berlin and this mission is basically successful successful and we're we're basically getting the fuck out of dodge now and then that's when dom decides let me just gta pit maneuver yeah slam precision immobilization yeah. technique that's for for only, you amateurs out there that's the only way to immobilize the rock that's when you uh drive a little bit uh, like the front wheels of your car align with the rear wheels of another, and then you like nudge it sideways, and it rolls over. It flips because of the uh, contact of the wheels, I believe. Well, it's something. It's just to do with you can push it. It only it works only on like front wheel drive vehicles, I think, or I don't know. Write I don't us, know what write us and tell about. us how it works. I don't know what I'm talking Vertical about. Vertical viewing at gmail.com if <laughs> Most you know what of you're the time. <laughs> Not even <laughs> just right now. <laughs> Not even just right now. Most um, of the time. <laughs> so yeah, as we were saying before, Dom is now evil. He's we, we, he's he's evil Dom. You know, he's Peter Parker version with the fucking emo hair, I yeah, guess. The, the Rock says some bitch <laughs> like three times at this point or something. So he's he has uh, gone over to the dark side and... I think this is a nice choice in the Furious universe because, A, we don't really have anywhere else to go. Like, where the fuck else are we going to go? Space. Like, we've already had, like, a domino Rick. like a domino effect of bad guys, right? So in Fast 6, we have uh, Luke Shaw, and then we bust him, and then his brother's coming back for revenge in Part 7. So we can't just, like, have another revenge movie. So so let's recruit. Well, no, let's divide the family. What better way? But this is a revenge movie, too. I guess it is, actually. Um, <laughs> like, the central plot is sort of a revenge movie. But like it, it just feels like a great way to keep everything fresh in the series. Um, and it sort of mirrors or, like, dovetails with Letty's uh, plot line in 4, where she, or I think actually Fast 6, sorry, where she, right. she has come back. Front was like, hey, oh, I'm yeah, alive she's after amnesiac, all. right? Exactly. And she's working with Luke Shaw. You know, Letty is now sort of on the other side, and Dom has to sort of pull her back. I thought that was a nice reversal where uh, you have, like, them on you opposite have to rely sides. rely on the power of family. As always, you know, man. As you do um, in these movies. But I feel like they're sort of mashing up every single thing from all of the previous 
Fast yeah, and Furious. Sort of like a greatest all hits. The, yeah, all the parts that worked. Like they the, put the, together. Let's let's pull that God's Eye thing out of part seven. Use that how we need to. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and let's pull parts out of people uh, like the tank in six. Like everything's like six. Luke Shaw maybe let's comes. Turn back. that up to eleven with a submarine. Um, <laughs> we got a part with a big swarm of cars. <clears throat> yeah, they're trying to just yeah, like people like zombie movies, right? <laughs> <laughs> zombie cars. Oh my god, they're trying to just like pull every little like piece off of like the universe. Like, hey, what do people want? Let's, let's keep, give it to them. Let's keep this universe alive rather than just like move forward i don't know if it works necessarily um these movies might work a little better as just standalone chapters uh, how many are they gonna make well this, this is point? the beginning of another trilogy right jeez yeah so there's eight, at least two more coming. eight nine ten and then i think everything's over i believe and that makes sense well because i, I don't that know if sense, they keep making says. money they'll well, keep making these after movies. furious seven went the way it was and paul walker unfortunately went up to car heaven um <laughs> That's really brutal. You went to car heaven? Kind of, probably. That's it's actually just Paul Walker in a bunch of cars. Probably an awesome <laughs> place. That's didn't get into real Super heaven. dope. Uh, so yeah, like that movie kind of had like a finality to it, it felt like, because, you know, he went his separate ways and we're sort of, hey, we're still a family, but Paul Walker's doing his own thing. Uh, so you kind of got to start a new chapter with a new villain and uh, mm, feels overstuffed, doesn't it? Like, don't you think there's way too much happening here? Like, I, no, I, I don't know. We ended up having, um, what's her name? Not, it's, I always want to say Judy Dench, but it's not Judy Dench. It's Helen Mirren. Helen, Helen Mirren. Mirren. Yeah, very, we can't, let's not spoil it. Uh, or maybe we can. Uh, but the prison break scene, we've talked about it. Superhero shit. Getting like out of hand. Actual superhero shit. Like, <laughs> I love some of the shit that The Rock that. does in this movie is, Superhuman, like, like, like so many being kicked and punched through force, walls, yeah, and force punches and stuff, lifting people, not caring about rubber bullets. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just shrugging them off. Like, I, uh, you'd have to shoot me in the eyeball with that fucking thing. <laughs> but how many, like, how many jacked up bald dudes can we fight in one movie? Like it's Vin, Vin Diesel, The Rock, and Jason Statham. Like are all just like the same guy just like here just like an, uh, I don't know you have slightly different versions I like right? Jason like, Statham out of all of those yeah he's the mobile agile yeah. and then the rock is like the big brawny <laughs> he's a bit slower it's like a fighting game you guys are talking about yeah what are their character. stats what yeah, are their Vin Diesel dex, sta- Vin dex Diesel. and uh, agility and they should actually make like a street fighter style fast yes. and furious I'm gonna actually look this up fighting and, uh, game see if I can put together an RPG version of like, see if there's one out there and we could play Fast and the Furious, the <laughs> RPG. Oh, there probably is one. I, I, that's what I mean. We could do this. Guys, let's get into some spoilies. Spoil. Rosebud. Rosebud. So, I, th- I think that the callback to Elena's character, who we haven't seen since Fast 6. I oh, forgot she existed. Me too. What a beautiful I way. Couldn't, I didn't remember who she was when they introduced her. Oh, I'm like, who the I, fuck I, is I, that? She showed up. And, but I was confused. I was like, what? But he's... But he's so... But family. This is but so, she's... This is crazy. No, he wouldn't. When, no, but they. it was amicable. Dude, I, but, I straight up like soap opera, hand over my mouth style shit. When, <laughs> when, when Elena shows like, here is your son, I, I just... Oh, the, that was massive. Like, this ooh, is huge, guys. This is ooh. huge. This is huge. The fact that Dom has a son 
with Elena is absolutely enormous st- yeah. development for the Furious universe. And it made perfect sense as to why he was now betraying his team. Oh. And again, it, it reminds me a little bit of the way they used Han's story. They were able to make it work, like ret- retcon it in. This doesn't feel like a retcon, but it's, it is it is a really beautiful way to bring... Uh, her character Wonder? her character does meet an unfortunate end. When but, did we last see her? What, what film? Furious 6 begins with Dom in the Canary Islands, and he's just totally in this awesome, oh, yeah, sweet they have mansion. A, that they have chilling. life. Yeah, they're like, I am moved with, I'm living off the grid in this ex, non-extradition country with this beautiful, blonde, Brazilian cop. Dope. Which... And then the, that's when The Rock shows up and says, like, we need you. We're yeah. going to fight Luke Shaw. We're going to London. So I like her character, but she, we were she, talking about chemistry before. And I like in five, when they get together, that never made any sense to me, really. No. no. But like she, she lets him go because she sees like uh, Hobbs shows Dom in six. Hey, Letty's alive. Right. Yeah. And she knows. And she oh. goes, hey, if, if I knew my because her husband got actually killed in Fast Five, I believe. Not in the movie. Yeah, but Elena uh, had a previous husband. Yeah. So yeah, like there's a lot of like baggage there. Unfortunately, she just gets axed, which I thought was kind of an unfair way to just yeah. She's cut just her. there to like deliver the child. Be like, hey, look, you got a kid, and then pop. Yeah, well, and that didn't actually make a lot of sense to me. That like they wrote it in a way that Charlie Theron's trying to reassert control, but she never lost it. And instead, she's actually just poking the bear, which doesn't... She seems smarter than that. It feels almost like Pulling a way... the tiger's tail, if you will. Yes. Do, do you guys feel like it it, it it seems like a way for them to avoid any conflict between Letty and Elena? Yeah. yeah. Can I tell you of something that I thought? So as a parent, this was a little bit... I had a chuckle because I was like, who's taking care of... Like, who's... What villain has baby duty? <laughs> on the plane like who's changing that kid's that kid looked like he was in great shape he was clean you know he had fresh clothes and fresh diaper like who's back there changing the shitty diapers after, for... after they killed the mom yeah exactly <laughs> like is is captain, dreadlock herself captain doing redbeard's or? doing it like who probably whoever the newest got newest kid on the team yeah yeah mr game of thrones lord of bones guys doing it but yeah. this is such a crazy way so not only do we have oh, he's not the lord not only do we have the revelation of Dom having uh, this this son that he didn't know about, that's who's been in danger this whole time. That's why why he was apparently turning on family. He yeah. was actually, I mean, he does protecting the the closest family that he could he, have. He could have he could have been a little more. You know, why didn't he just say? Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't got to be a dick about this. I hate. In <laughs> you don't got to be all mysterious about this. Like, it really pisses me off in movies when like the whole thing could be solved by like one person just shouting a sentence well dreadlocks mcgee could watch him through any camera so yeah Yeah, he can sneak away behind a ups truck but he can't just like whisper when like cover his mouth and be like i have a son (laughs) and then you know like come on but like, to go back, but also the whole time though, like his old crew, they they're just assuming that she has something on him that he's not doing it of his own volition. That's true. Yeah. So they're not really feeling betrayed. They're just like, 
well, why this is he doing sucks. this? Yeah. Well, and when we got to figure it out. And when save he makes him. his his triumphant return, just by how badass he's driving, they know Dom's back, mm-hmm. right? Like oh, they, oh, thank by the way he's driving, like he's he's on our side again. He's furious again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to, to go back to to the beginning, you're thinking, what has Cipher, Charlie's Theron's character, Cipher, right? Cipher, so dumb, probably, so ridiculous. With the C, but is this Hackers too? Is it C Y P H? Yeah, for is, sure. Is it 1996 right now? <laughs> Sandra Bullock, The Net, uh, Matrix. You, nav- you navigate. She navigates with like gloves in a VR universe. But so Dom's compromised, and and this whole time we've been thinking, what could possibly motivate Dom to betray his family? What could it be? More family. family. <laughs> How fucking good is this movie? <laughs> Seriously, guys. I mean, it, this is schmaltzy, ridiculous. It's the fast and ridiculous. Yeah, I was actually thinking about this. Like, who's furious? Like, The Rock's furious. <laughs> yeah. And Jason Statham's furious. These? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Charlie's Theron. Charlie's Theron's furious she's for a bit. Um,. I yeah, guess. it's kind of a theme, I guess. Like I people, say, different people are furious at different times. I really <laughs> like the interplay between Jason Statham and The Rock in this movie. Yeah, when, yeah, that's a Jason's, that's a bro I can get on board with. He's an amazing addition to this cast, and it just keeps me curious as to like who are they? Are they going to add Chris Pratt in the next one? Like, who the fuck? How many people can we have? That are just yeah, Roman, charming and just beat people up. Well, just Roman awesome was dudes. Roman was a great pair with Paul Walker. Like, like Hugh Jackman's in uh, Fast Paul and Walker. Furious. So now we have Roman, but he's got no like partner. He's yeah, he's got dr- some good banter they, with they, The Rock, but the well, last two movies, he's basically kind of been super, superfluous there. Like he doesn't yeah. really his Ludacris to, to the team. Ludacris gets the same lines and like. Yeah. You can anything that Roman does, somebody else can do also. Well, they tried to they tried to get the bromance going between Scott uh, Eastwood and him in this movie, and that just didn't work because I don't care about Scott Eastwood. No, no, I don't care whatsoever. Yeah, this guy's trying to get the fact f- that he was at the table at the end is like really. I feel bad. You invited him. I feel like an addition to the team. I feel so. I feel actually bad for Scott Eastwood. Because I feel bad for Clint Eastwood. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, so the New York sequence is just out of control. We get to New York, and then it turns into GTA with RC cars. It's it's zombie cars. It's zombie cars. I guess so. How many dozens or hundreds of civilians would have been killed in that? It is out of control. It doesn't make any sense. These cars are are remote controls, like these. Nuke, you can't just drive remote control drive these cars. It doesn't. No, no. W- 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 they don't have auto drive mode in all of these. That's not a thing. W- one out of a hundred and fifty of these cars, you might be able to get going, but you can't get all of these. What if they got there near you, a Tesla factory? And the ones that you could get a hold of, like all of a sudden, a hundred cars in New York City parallel parked at the same time. <laughs> You're not. They're not chasing you down a street. It, it's it's bordering on parody. This is the worst, I think, action sequence in the movie. At oh, least it un- looks the worst. Yeah, it it is very poorly done. The CG Until... is pretty bad. Until we get to the Toretto, the yeah. rope sequence with all the fucking grappling hooks. Did this work for you guys? Because yes. I thought it was. Oh, sick. I loved it. 
Yeah, even though they had showed us some stuff in the trailer, like they they sweet. did it a little differently. So this was really cool. Harpoon car fights. Oh, and it, he was and like a crazed bull that they were trying totally, to. Totally. And as they were counting up the horsepower he must have in the car. Yeah, it's like what's he got? Like two thousand? Oh, and the no, three no, over nine thousand. <laughs> and the fucking tires are lighting up with yeah. fire and smoke. Oh man, that whole scene just felt really heavy and. Like, how many NOS switches did he have in his car? Oh. Like, five. Oh, man. I just feel like this is them communicating with each other through car. Like, they're speaking car to each other, right? Like, they're... The engines are just... Uh, yeah, oh, I loved everything about it. And then the way they sort of... He, he, he does get away because his car is just... So powerful. The beast. Uh, no, he, it's because it's it's because of who's behind the wheel. I'm pretty it, sure it that's is, made clear in the very Dom beginning Toretto, of the movie. But he, he also has Mad Max's car, so he's fucking well, killing it. What I love about this whole sequence is they took his friends. Like if this was a martial arts movie, they would have been holding his arms, his back, and confronting him and forward. And he does the same moves you would to get out of that. He when he gets rid of uh, the rock, he pushes him away. And because they're going backwards, he flies away. So every move he does, when he goes backwards between them and flips them over, it's all a move he would do to get out of people restraining you. It's all physics. So I loved how they did that. It's a wrestling match. It's a wrestling match with cars. (laughs) It's so cool. Thank you, Fate of the Furious. I will meet my fate. (laughs) Uh, And then we go to the Russian naval base and we save the world. Uh, You know, World War III is imminent, right? I guess. Mm, unless we get to the lock. Yeah. We need to stop the sub from getting to the getting into open water. Pretty good. Because I don't I'm not you need totally to get to clear you need why, to get to like, launch depth, right? Oh, and and the uh the tips hadn't been activated or something. Something. But why would a dry docked like submarine that's having service done have nuclear warheads in it? Shh. No, uh, that was discussed. It, the base had been taken over by... Oh, right. Rebels. Yeah. Rebels. Also... Yeah. yeah, but when they took it... was So that thing was I guess in dry dock when they took it over? Or... I don't fucking know. Don't they, know. They did submerge it, right? They did... We're forgetting about maybe one of the best parts of the movie, which is the jetpack scene where... so. At the end of the New York sequence, at the end of the New York sequence, you know just by the way Statham took the bullet that he's not done, right? Like he sort of does the sort of shoulders, shoulder crouch. Oh, I might be dead. Oh, I've been shot. It's not like a headshot. He's he he is you know appearance of. We get him. I'm definitely not faking my own death. (laughs) (laughs) We we get an awesome Ocean's Eleven sort of flashback where. These two jetpack dudes all of a sudden fly into Charlize Theron's jet into her airplane. And then who are these fucking guys? Oh, no way. It's Deckard Shaw and his boy brother, Luke. Like his actual bros. Oh. See, what what it got me about this scene just visually was that they get rid of their jetpacks before they get in the plane and then just use their momentum to fly into yeah. What happens if they missed? You die. You just don't you miss. splat into the Cause, thing because they're not wearing parachutes. Yeah, it's okay. You got it, Craig. You, you just, just don't you miss. don't miss because yeah. <laughs> you're a fucking Shaw brother. <laughs> yeah, and Vin Diesel secretly got you out by hiring his boys. We get a little bit of a like flash. 
in the flashback we get all thanks to the original race in Cuba, well, we, which is stupid. They did not need to tie that back. So dumb. <laughs> okay. What I want to know is like how it. Dominic Toretto planned this operation Without, under the gut, under the eyes of Cipher. Yeah. Uh-huh. How the how the fuck would she know? So the, the well, how did he know? get the Cuban guy to work for UPS and drive his truck there? The idea here like, being so many questions. That, that Dom went off the grid for maybe 10, 15 minutes to speak to Helen Mirren. Five. Less. Yeah, Less five than minutes. that, right? Helen Mirren, who drops a sweet little F-bomb while she's drinking her cuppa, right? Yeah, that's tea for you. Uh, <laughs> no. Yank- Yankees? Yeah, you people who don't know what cuppa means. So Helen Mirren playing Luke and Deckard Shaw's mother... In a great role, she has such a like trashy accent. Everything about it, like she's a total, you know, chav. Ch- yeah, she's just a complete trailer trash Brit. Uh, I love Helen Mirren. Yeah, she's so really much. good. And I, she she expressed that she wanted to be in a Fast and Furious movie, so they like brought her in as the mother of Mama Shaw. Oh, and I hope that they bring her back. Yeah, I liked her. Um, and it's it it again. We tie back in to the theme of the whole franchise in general. Family. How perfect is this movie? <laughs> it, Come on, guys. Guys, seriously. <laughs> like, we, we get this. I, I love it. The, the, the chemistry between Statham and his mom, really good. She pretends to cry at one point and it's just like, time. Yeah, and just complete <laughs> bullshitting him. Um, I just, like, you get a real sense of actual family with them. Love it. Yeah, they're actually. Like Statham is actually not a bad actor. Yeah, and then we get perhaps the greatest sequence in the entire film, which is Statham and a baby carriage or a baby <laughs> oh rocker. I love, love this sequence. <laughs> I love this, this sequence. Was so good. And I'm gonna pretend I'm Jason Statham. I'm glad like, we didn't get ten f- so many times. I'm glad a we didn't get now. the uh, the Chipmunks soundtrack like dubbed over top of the movie and it all went in slow motion. I'm remembering oh, so the gunfight <laughs> sequence from Face Off, uh, all done to somewhere over the rainbow. Oh. Do you remember Nicolas Cage slips oh, the headphones yeah. over the little kid and he's taken so all of that is done. This oh, wouldn't I, I have worked. Watch that movie. This yeah. wouldn't have worked. This, this was good having little hints of hearing it in the background, like you could just hear like. I, <laughs> just in the background you're like I think oh we, my god it's so good I, I thought we cut to this little baby's reaction maybe four or five times too many where's that smile they really hammered home how cute this little baby was to uh, be fair that was a really fucking cute baby <laughs> yeah like Vin, mini Vin Diesel it is really yeah. good now I wanna mini Vin. I, I wanna bring the party down a bit right Jason Statham he's so lovable you guys think he's so great right mm. he fucking he's a terrorist though isn't he wait he killed Han. Wait. He killed Han. Yeah. They retconned him pretty bad. So now he's playing with his babies, the cutest guy ever. Isn't he so lovable? He killed Han. He fucking killed Han, man. He, like, Han was absolutely Wonder Woman. In, in like, like, terribly cold blood. Just, like, let him burn and explode. Terrible. That was, that was work. And he throws himself <laughs> into his work. And this was also work, so he was throwing himself into work. Okay, so it's it's not personal. You know, he, it's no, business. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. So then, of course, we move from the sweet little baby sequence that is so sweet. It's really fun. So amazing. And we just go right into Mad Max on ice. 
Yeah. You, you got <laughs> Charlie's Theron. Like this got is when physics goes out the window. Car, well, you're on you ice. Convoys so. and explosions. Did, uh, and you, can it, push, you can push torpedoes wherever you want. Bare hands. Did anyone else notice that during a bunch of the action scenes that involve Charlie's Theron... The music like seemed to be reminiscent of Mad Max oh, Fury they're, they're, Road. They're definitely nodding towards like, that. I caught that a few I times. Didn't, I, didn't I caught get that. I got I it a few times that. throughout the movie. I thought it was really lame that again Charlie Theron's just floating around on a plane this whole time. Like super. If I was her, I would have been pissed that I had nothing to do in this movie. Oh, this oh, is a there's Fast one, and Furious movie, and I stand in a, in a in a in a you know business suit the whole movie. These guys, they're all like super car. Superheroes, basically. Yeah. How did no one, including Roman, look at Roman and say, why the fuck did you think it was appropriate to bring a Lamborghini to Siberia? Yeah, yeah like... The it, whole movie, he wanted to drive it, man. Like, I, and but, I honestly had that thought. I was like, you you know how that conversation went, right? Like, he was like... <laughs> it's so good. They're like, he, he smashes the thing, and he's like, take any fucking car you want. And they're all like, okay, what's going to be... Crazy terrain. Let's get like, oh, Letty, you're taking the like super rally car. Really smart. That's really good. Oh, C- Scott Eastwood, you're taking the the Subaru WRX. Also a brilliant choice. Ludicrous, you're taking the tank. A tank with treads. All you know, nice. brilliant. Uh, Roman, <clears throat> Roman, um, what are you doing in that orange Lamborghini with racing like, slicks? And he's like. <laughs> I'm taking it, and you ain't saying shit, cause I'm Roman, and, and like, and they that's do a great, it. they like, do that's great, Roman. They, they do a great job explaining to just someone who doesn't even know anything about cars why taking a Lamborghini on ice would be a bad idea, right? Like, like just spinning. That, that's it's a conversation place. they should have had before Siberia. Yeah, well, he's supposed to be a pro. He even loses it into the ocean, so like it's so quickly, <laughs> just like so quickly he's out of his family immediately. For that. Like immediately, his car is useless. Yeah, immediately he's the first. They're like, they're chasing us. Fuck, my car's useless. <laughs> it's, I loved it. I thought he's because he, he's a buffoon, right? He, he is. is. He's he, a clown. He's, he's the clown now. The, the complete clown of the entire group. Uh, I I don't know like how much more they're gonna beat up. Are they gonna his, kill him? Are they just gonna beat his ego even further into the ground in the next one? Yeah. What are they gonna do? Like he's gonna have to come out with a real big album in the. Universe. Poor the bastard. One, he'll basically be Jar Jar Binks. Poor bastard. Uh, he had some great lines, though. You gotta, you gotta I love him. Yeah, he had my favorite lines. He was the comic relief. Um, and then so we we get our big climactic sequence. Let's pull out old Heat Seeker right back to its source, which I don't think you could ever do. But okay. And uh, that yeah, out of the things you could never do, yeah, that's so pretty we, pretty small. Yeah, that's the one you want to focus on. <laughs> yeah, the submarine, and we're done. <laughs> that's a heat seeker coming right at us. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, good, you know your your missiles. How like he must have amazing vision. Yeah. to see that well, far away in the mirror. He does have those eyes that allow you to see in the dark. Like he's the Riddick eyes. He's, been, yeah. he's had them shined. That's true. Yeah. Because yeah. he is the same character in every movie. Yeah, it's yeah. a shared. Actually, universe. it makes sense if he is a furian uh <laughs> that explains the fast furious. in the furian okay okay what? fast in the furian oh my yeah. god they are going to space space <laughs> confirmed guys space confirmed we you heard it here first um so when this when the sub blows up i want to point out that we get kind of a guardians of the galaxy kind of moment oh, where the, i laughed out loud at this the, moment right we're groot like we are groot right mm-hmm. we we yeah right i'm i'm groot i'm gonna protect all of the guardians i'm gonna take one for the team sort of a reverse of that dom is 
About to get fried. Exposed. He's completely exposed on the ice. He's going to get fried by the shockwave. Because, first of all, how he's gotten exposed, like, he's just perfect. He's like, he should be in fucking Cirque du Soleil because he gets in this crazy accident and he's just like, I will just step out of the car now. And And he's like, superhero landing. Boom. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. Oh, except there's, I mean, except for the explosion behind me, I'm totally fine. (laughs) I'm totally fine. I, I love it, man. And he gets protected by the rest of the crew. Let's make a the, shield the around Furious him. Furious Seven. Oh, this so, is, I mean, the it, whatever. So, do you think if this was the last film, they all would have died protecting him, and then he just would have been like, "Oh shit!" It, it and this would have is, been like this the, the mist ending. This is the fate of the Furious. No, well, guys, this this can't be the fast film because or the, the fast film, the last the final film. This can't be the final film in the franchise because Cipher, Charlize Theron, gets escapes just for no reason. Just like, oh, I just jumped out of the plane. Totally anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Totally bullshit. Question. Mm-hmm. Totally weak. Couldn't they just say, oh, she's parachuting down here. Go get her. Yeah, like, was no one else <laughs> paying attention to this mission? Also, she is not dressed to be parachuting out of a plane over Siberia. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. There's a few problems Come here. on. And it just feels like complete s- sequel setup. Clearly, she's just coming back for episode she'd get nine. Out, she'd, be, she'd have it figured out on her smartphone before she got to the ground. So mm-hmm. it's okay. She'll have a drone pick her up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it, guys. We get to the, fi- the little finale of the movie. We're on the rooftop. Red says, how could they afford this thing? Where it's, are they? Like, whose apartment is this? It's in Queens or something. It's, it's not expensive. What? It's super expensive. It's super expensive. Mr. Nobody has paid for it. Guys, None I, of these people have jobs. I'm sorry. I'm hung, up on, I'm hung up on the fact that in Chronicles of Riddick, he's from the planet Furia. <laughs> so he's a Furian. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, anyway. <laughs> don't overthink this. Guys, what, what was your, the reaction in your theater when Dom reveals that his, new, his, new, his newborn or his young little boy is going to be named Brian? Um, Why? It was That's like weird, scattered... Scattered awes and laughter, and I was okay. also chuckling. Okay. So generally, if you're going to name your kid after someone like that, it's like in memory of our yeah. friend Brian who passed away. But no, their friend Brian is just it's like, still alive. Like he the, just fucked it's off. It's this and he's getting weird meta naming. Yeah, it's it is strange. So they, they should have just named it fucking Paul for that sake. Uh, that's actually way better. Holy shit! Should have named him Paul. <laughs> that's actually brilliant. Um, that actually honors the the actor and not the, not the character who's yeah. still living in this <laughs> exactly. universe. Uh, which I I didn't think they need to mention. Like I don't think why did they need to mention? Uh, like oh, what about Brian and because uh, family? Oh, yeah, they were like oh yeah, Brian would know what to do, and then like, like no, we no. can't call him. Yeah, like, but, like, but, that you, was a... but you would because in previous films, like we've established everything yeah. we do, we do it together. It doesn't make any sense that they wouldn't contact Brian. They've in just, this they've instance. just completely shunned him from yeah. their lives. Brian's yeah. busy because they love him so much. Yeah, yeah. We now, yeah, you can't be our friend because we don't want anything to happen oh, to you. We love you so much. We let you go. Uh, and then we end, of course, on a dinner scene, which I think is always a nice way to end these movies. I don't know why we have a little it's a little the, banquet scene, right? It's all the way they always do it. But to me, it's yeah. like the guest list is a joke. <laughs> yeah. If you why were in the movie, person... you're you're at the table. Why is little nobody there? Like That's I serious. feel like the Shaw brothers almost should be. Yeah, at it's the almost table. like the credit sequence, like and here's all the characters, like cast of characters, like like the production crew should be at the <laughs> yeah, table. Yeah, that's actually awesome. Like, yeah. like the, the dead gate, characters, you show the caterers, bring back the dead characters. Yeah, Paul Walker, <laughs> fuck, and his family. Uh, and then so the final thing that was gonna be on this movie was a stinger involving Jason Statham, like Deckard Shaw and Hobbs were gonna have this 
cliffhanger. Showdown? No, there was going to be a stinger that was going to set up a spin-off film f- just featuring them. And uh, Vin Diesel didn't know about this. He didn't know they filmed this. And so... He took it out. He just said, this is complete horseshit, and just snipped it right out what, of the movie. What was it? What? It was some sort of little... How do you film something with a pro- without a producer knowing? I don't know. I have no the idea. The studio was probably just like, yeah. yeah, let's set up this spinoff. Yeah, exactly. So they had this little scene of, of, you know, Dwayne Johnson and Jason Satham, this like teasing some sort of side movie that they'd be going. Because it feels like Hobbs is done. I don't think he'll be in nine, right? Yeah, well, I think so. At, at least that's what I yeah, guess. Like, I'm going to coach. I'm going to do the haka yeah, and coach he, my soccer team. He didn't get reinstated. He just chose to. going to take some time off. That is going to be bad, guys. That's going to really hurt. Staying but home. There's always the option oh, to have. Oh, my God. <laughs> Give me up. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. What, what was it? Sorry, there's, yeah, there's always the option of like having Miss Nobody show up at another soccer game. We're like, we need you for one last job. Yeah, they're gonna bring him back. They have to. He's franchise Viagra, guys. He is. We'll, spon- we'll sponsor. We'll sponsor the soccer team if you help us out this time. That's like uh. the. That's that's. This is also a prequel to the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, that is our review of the Fate of the Furious. What are our scores? What are you doing? Oh, how do you rate one of these? Right, like it's not a good movie. It's fun, and it it does what it's supposed to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Is it like what? I, I don't. I'm, I don't think. Okay, I you know what? First. I think you need a little help here. Yeah, I do. It is ridiculous. I had fun. I'm giving it a seven and a half. Yeah. Oh, hi. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good for me too. That's where I'd go. You're going seven, aren't you? Um, it's. Be- I w- Oh, I think <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. And and the the things they bring back the. The elements of the franchise that they're really paying honor to and respecting, like Elena. It says a lot, though, Like, because mm. I laughed out loud at important moments. It's good. We're, I think we're on board, right? We're all on board on this oh, Fast yeah. and Furious train. Well, it's, it's, really it's too late to get off now. Yeah, I'm so into it. I think, it, is it seven and a half all around right now? You, you see, you, you swallowed the Fast and the Furious Kool-Aid ages ago. I did. I'm, I've been reluctant. Like, six, I was on board. Seven, I was off board again. Are you back on? I think I'm going to join you guys in the seven but and out a of half. The, out of the past four, <laughs> only one has not been that great. Five, yeah. six, yeah. and eight exactly. are all super entertaining. So. Yeah. This this is like, yeah, it's seven and a half. It is. If you want an action movie, this is it. Yeah, it's and, great. And if you generally want, count on the Fast and the Furious. If you also want like a chapter in a larger franchise, like this is a doozy. Like you got some juicy, juicy tidbits yeah to, this to, is a really good addition to the series i love the soap opera aspects of this man uh see it now everybody let us know if you agree or disagree with our takes vertical viewing at gmail.com oh, i can't wait for riddick to show up yeah it's not happening it Damn might it. happen it might if, it might 10, actually happen <laughs> they might go to space in 10 that would be awesome and yeah. cypher you could see Charlize theron go into space yeah. she would she's crazy enough to go to space hack into a Shuttle She's or something. probably already got some kind of spacecraft. Guys, uh, next week, we're reviewing Free Fire. I'm excited for this. From Ben Wheatley. Yeah, he did High Rise last year, which... I really liked. We were... De- yeah, we were divided on that one. The, the the ripping off the flesh of the skull bits was good, but yeah, the the degloving of the face. <laughs> oh my god! Ugh. Yeah, high memorable. Rise we'll say that for was sure. Fucked up. Uh, I, but I really like the the movie High Rise. So free, free Fire is basically a two hour gunfight 
which in sounds, a warehouse sounds good to me. Starring yeah. Charlotte Copley and Br- I like that Brie guy. Larson as Brie well. Brie Larson, yeah, the cast is pretty good. Armand Hammer, oh yes, Ar- Ar- Armand, yeah, Armand Hammer. Uh, <laughs> where can we find you guys on the internet? Uh, you could find me, uh, that's red, on Twitter at Jared underscore Sergeant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at Michael Arlind uh, and Letterboxd, which I swear I'm going to start using this every day because, <laughs> I, uh, which is just M Lind on nice. Letterboxd. Lind, Lind. Craig is yeah. Uh, check me out on Instagram. It's Craig underscore Sprat underscore Art. Nice. It's pretty sweet. Uh, cool. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott Wilson BC. Two L's. Uh, Letterboxd Scott Wilson or S K O T T E. Do that. Check me out on Letterboxd. I got a shit ton of followers, like 16. Nice. Awesome. Whoa. Really tight. Uh, yes. Let us know your thoughts at verticalviewing uh, at gmail.com, patreon.com, everyone. That's where you can go if you want to become a subscriber, patreon.com slash verticalviewing. Uh, if you want to help us offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on a show, Every week, sliding like little... Little earbud pies. Oh, you love it. Earbud internet pies. It's key line this time. Mm. Uh, Saskatoon berry. Is that good? Oh, it's so good. I don't... Boysenberry? There's too many of those, man. Uh, Verticalviewing at gmail.com. Verticalviewing.com. Click the donate button if you want to help us offset those costs. Keep the lights on, guys. The Uh, internet pie bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He needs to bake every week, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a wood-fired oven. Oh, Amazon Kitchen, man. With, uh, you know, only the finest oh, artisanal woods. Oh. <laughs> uh, you can uh, subscribe to all of our episodes on iTunes, uh, Google Play, Stitcher. Wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. The podcast software of your choice where you can do it. Uh, are there any final thoughts from you, gents? No? I, I, I mean... I'm what? still stuck on uh, Furia. Uh, I'm going to uh, think about that for weeks. I mean, the connection's out there. There is got to be. I think there's something to it. Maybe they all came from this planet. Like, everyone in the Fast and Furious universe who has the Fury is... He's a Furian? Yeah. That's where the... That's the origin of the race of the Furians, maybe. Uh, and so they keep it vertical or something, probably, or... Oh, I was going to say. So the vertical thing here, <laughs> it's the only difference between The Rock and Vin Diesel's characters is vertical. It's just height. That's it. So... Keep it vertical. 